All right, welcome back to Sidious Mag Live. We've got another special guest, Kyle. Lined up. Lined up. Revolving door of stars. Yeah, I mean, every day of the World Championships, we've been sitting down with athletes, coaches, any VIPs who are in town. Shari Hawkins is joining us. Hello. It's been, what, 48 hours maybe since you got done competing, right? Yeah, is that, it feels like it's been like one hour <laughs> and I just got done competing and my ankles are swollen and I can't feel my legs still. So, but I guess so. I yeah, feel like hours. you deserve to feel that way because you had a really great competition. That's the heptathlon. Like, yeah. Throughout that competition, I believe you either got a PB or a season best in all of your field events. Yes. If I'm wow. correct. And then also in the hurdles, you PB'd? Yeah, so I, I think I season bested. Like, I did the best I've done all season in five of the seven. Um, but even my 200, I mean, we were all so dead running that two, and all of our legs were just cramping. And honestly, it was still maybe the third or fourth best 200 I've ever run in my life. So it wasn't even too bad of a time for me anyways. So yeah, it was actually, it was pretty, yeah, pretty you good. You deserve to feel like that because you PB and sprints, you PB one time and you just feel like, oh, I got hit by a bus the next day. So I can't even imagine. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, like when, when you do the best you've ever done, you actually are probably exerting the most you've ever exerted and you do that over and over. I never even thought of that. So yeah, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> we'll say that. We'll, it's not because I'm like, just in terrible shape. It's actually, I'm in amazing. I just did you're so good. You're actually in that. amazing shape. So. <laughs> yeah, we'll just. <laughs> I do think that's an element of it. Like when you're in good shape, you can push yourself harder. Sure. Right? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that's like the whole, the, that's like the whole point of like the better shape you get, the better in shape you can get because you can push yourself even harder, I guess. And then there's that other element of like, once you know you're having a good like week or whatever, two yeah. days. Yeah. <laughs> um, then it's like, all right, well, like we crushed the first five events. I guess we got to go deep on six and seven. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Honestly, uh, I think the thing that worked for me is my coach would come up to me and he'd start telling me, you know, okay, for this next event. And I'd be like, look, the next event is none of my business. And because I, I always get so in my head about what I need to do. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I think the two events where I didn't get my PB or season best, they were the two events I was the most prepared in this year. I'm being so serious. They, like if you were to ask me any time, and I think what happened is I was like, okay, I got this. Let's go. I'm ready. And then I was just all tight and you know, when you run tight, yeah. it doesn't matter how good a shape you're yep. in. If you run tight, you're out. And yeah, so you're definitely not going as I, fast or far. Yeah. And the rest of the events, I was kind of like, I didn't want to stress myself out about them because they were kind of, it was kind of Russian roulette for me this year on those. They were going to either go really good or they were just going to do what they were going to do. So I was like, I'm not going to worry about those. And look what happened. They just did so good. And it's so crazy about track. Like sometimes the best times you do, it's the most relaxed that you are. Absolutely. So, is there an event that you like the most and then what's your least favorite? Honestly, I have I have said that a specific event is my favorite at all times of this entire meet. I, I know like a lot of people are probably thinking like, yeah, that girl hates the 800. No, the 800 is so fun. I remember before the 800, I gave a speech to all of the girls. I'm being so serious. I hear this. <laughs> No, I'm being so serious. Like you, you ask any of the girl, like every single one of them, it was like, it was like everybody was walking out to a guillotine and everybody was freaking out. And I was like, this is not going to fly. This is like, the David like, I am, I swear. And I, I promise you, I am not exaggerating. I went up to everybody and said, Hey, can I just say something? And everybody looks up at me. And I was like, 
listen, you all knew what was going to happen. You, you've, you've been with me for the last few days, but I was just like, um, I just wanted to say that like this last two days have been brutal. I mean, all of us, the way it, we ended at 10 PM and we had to be at the track at 7 AM the next day, we all got four and five hours of sleep at night. And all of us were just walking zombies doing our best. And it was a brutal competition in crazy humidity. The first day we all got up, we warmed up, we were fully warm and then we had a delay. So then we had to stay warm for an extra hour and a half. I mean, I had, I think I ran like 15 miles the first day. Oh my God. Yeah. Like that was just, just like how much we were going on day going. one. So I just told him, I was like, this has been a brutal this two days. And all of you guys have just carried yourself so well. And like, I, this is my first time making the final of a world championship 800. Usually I'm in the first heat and, um, I'm just so honored to like be running with you guys. And I, you know, I just think you guys are amazing and you know, we're a family and we're going to go out and we're going to crush it. And everybody crushed it. <laughs> and I was expecting to crush it too. You're welcome. Everyone. And I, was like, I wanted us to all crush it. And then they all crushed it. And I was like, good for everyone. Such a good job. <laughs> Have fun with that. And I was running and I was like, mother. Yeah. <laughs> like, I shouldn't have gave that speech. Dang it. No, I want, the thing is, is I wanted everybody to crush it. I was just expecting to also crush it, but that's okay. The thing is, is I will say I did, I got 125 point PB. So like, I can't even like tell you like the dream of every heptathlete is to be able to run like a season worst in your 800 and still get a personal still, best. Yeah. Like, I think that's the dream, like yeah. for Absolutely. sure. But, and, but I think also I've like told myself, I was like, this is like, I think what happened is the universe was like, listen, um, because I wasn't a hundred percent sure if I was going to come back and do it again. And I think that the universe was like, we need to like give her reason to like want to come back. Yeah. Right. And so like, maybe it was just like all supposed to happen for a reason. But at the end of the day, I feel more proud of myself than I ever have because um, I call it the green goblin. Have you guys seen Spider-Man? Yeah. Oh, and you know, the yes. green goblin, how like, he's like a good person and the green goblin comes and is like, yeah. that's I, um, this year, like I really suffered really badly with the green goblin. Like I would be doing great. And just all of a sudden I became just my own like evil twin and I can't do anything sobbing before races. I can't do it shaking throwing up like all of the things as much anxiety as you could possibly imagine and I was like what in the world is happening and I just kept at the end of the meet I would just be so disappointed in myself because it's this is supposed to be fun and I'm ruining it for myself That's you know a, you've always been really transparent about like that anxiety sure and I mean, if you want to plug your program of how you've gotten over it to be where you are yeah. today, but I know that's a, most athletes, I think, try to hide that element of being an elite athlete, but you have no problem talking about it. Yeah. Well, I think that as, as elite athletes, like we, we almost want to be super human and superheroes. We want to be, um, motivational by being indestructible. And I think what we do is we shoot ourselves in the foot because nobody's indestructible and nobody, like we all have that am I actually good enough or am I faking this or do I belong here? And, uh, for me this time is I promised myself that, you know, I was going to put myself in the most like grateful state of mind. And even, I mean, in long jump, I fouled the first attempt. The second attempt, I had to take a really back behind the board jump and it was a safe jump and it was terrible. And on the last jump I had to, I had to pull something out and I decided to sit down. I had 10 minutes and I meditated 
on the track. I like sit there and I did a full meditation session for 10 minutes. I got up and I felt so good. And I just was like, listen, like this is, I looked around at the stadium and I was like, look where you are. Like, let's tap into some gratitude right now. And let's just like go jump as far as we can season best. And it's just like on the third attempt. And it wasn't one of those things where it's like, wow, you're such a, you have so much grit and you have so much. It's like, no, I just took a minute and I decided to be like, wow, like look where I am. I'm so happy to be here. And it isn't because I'm just this like powerhouse or anything like that. Like I, I cry all the time, like during, <laughs> on the track sometimes, like, you know what I mean? I'm like, Oh no, no. It's just, I think in this specific moment, I really just tapped into gratitude and it, it got me so far being able to be like, wow, I'm so grateful to be here. So I have two questions. Yeah. I've got one about USA's. So you making the team, it kind of came down to that 800. Oh my gosh. Which I'm so sorry. It was not hilarious because obviously (laughs) someone was going to be heartbroken. Oh, it was was rough. It was a really rough thing to watch because I do train with Annie. But what was your strategy going into that 800 knowing that really just depended on the place and how well you guys ran. Yeah. So that was crazy and that was brutal. And you know, what's so interesting about, you know, like everything is like, like I know what it's like to be left off of a team. And it is so weird because even though I made, I made the team for like two or three days, like I cried a lot and I had survivor's guilt. Does that make sense? Like, and you don't ever think about that. I've never thought about it. Um, I, because I, and I honestly, I almost wanted to reach out to her and be like, I literally know how it feels. And like my, my heart is almost broken under, I wish we could just all go. We all deserve to go, you know? And that's, what's so hard about being a part of the USA team is there's so many, it's such, such a deep core group of insanely talented humans. And that's the thing. It's, it sucks. It sucks to have to like leave that out, but it was weird going into it. Honestly, um, I knew that Annie actually, uh, because of the ranking system, she only had one hep under her. So I knew she had a, a score to hit. So I thought she was going to go for it. And I was like, I just need to stay within her. That was my plan. And then she, in her brain, she was like, Hey, I, we already have such a good score going. I just need to follow Shari. Mm-hmm. And I, like, if I'm being honest, there was a moment where we weren't going to hit a good time anyways. And I was like, is she going to let me drain her score? Because I already have mine. And, uh, and I, we were like jogging and I was like, at some point she's got to go right. Knowing that she has to get it. And I was just waiting and waiting and waiting. And then all of a sudden, like, I just like blacked out, I'll be honest. And then all of a sudden we were just going and I was like, Oh my gosh, we're going. And it was just so close. It was so, it was so crazy. And so close. We were, and I think like she was probably thinking the same thing I was thinking, like, what is, what the hell is she doing? Like, and I was like, what is she doing? And she's like, what is she doing? And we were really probably just like sitting there being like, so who's going to go? I I almost was like, I almost was like, so like, what's going on? Like, like I wanted, like we were jogging and I wanted to be be like this is like I mean, really slow that's what made it so funny. i felt like we were warming up together like, <laughs> you guys were literally on just this casual jog and i could see that it was the battle of so who's gonna make the move does anyone make a move do we just stay right here at yeah this it was at 120 it was it was crazy because it was at 120 and we were i thought we were I don't know why I thought this, but like, I think I saw, assumed that it was going to be like, okay, now we're going to go. And it ended up being like, 
oh, now she's going. And I was like, oh my gosh, go. <laughs> you know, so it was, it was so crazy. But the thing is, I think the thing that like, it just, it sucks. Like that whole situation, like I just wish like we could just all go. Like we all deserve, I wish it was just, whoever makes it, these are the best people in the world. And I get that like, you know, we want people from every country and so we can only have three, but it's at the end of the day, it's like, I really do wish that it was an opportunity that like anybody who qualified to go could go. Like, I really do believe that, that that it would be so much nicer. Absolutely. You guys got so much talent. And then my second question goes into the long jump. So what happened in the long jump with Talia Brooks, oh. a lot of people who don't understand the multis in general yeah. don't necessarily understand what happens if you take three fouls yeah. in the long jump or in any event, if you scratch out or bell out or no mark or no time in those events. And so I wanted to ask if you could explain that for the people that don't know. I asked this the other day. Sure. I was like, why don't you just really, like you, I guess, did on your second jump, get that safe mark. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, like, I don't think that we could probably even know what was going on in her head. Um, the only thing that I can liken it unto is, like, do you guys, I don't know if you guys remember indoor last year, but I would, I did that at Worlds mm -hmm. in Serbia. Um, I was in third place and Kendall was under me by, I think it was 160 points. And, uh, so I had a green light, like ready for my medal. And, uh, but, and I was jumping well and I was scooting back and I, my coach, the coach kept just saying like, take a foot back and I would take a foot back, but there was, there's just something in you. That's just, you're so used to the board. You know, you're so used to it. So when you are further back than you think, you naturally, you reach naturally reach it. out in your last three steps. You naturally, you know, it, and sometimes it just happens. And, uh, you know, it, it's so, it's so hard. Like that's what happened with me this year. When I fouled my first one, I was like, listen, I'm not doing that again. Like, I know how it feels. I know what it's like. And I'm going to, I'm in this still and I'm going to take a, and I went so slow at that board and I was like, I don't care, whatever, whatever it happens, I'm not letting this happen again. And she, she just, I think in her brain, she wanted that bronze and she knew if I want to get, if I want to get like, this is metal or bust and I'm going to go for it. And so she put all of her power and all of her speed and all of her heart on the board. And sometimes like the math doesn't math. You know, and it in like the geometry isn't what you thought it was going to be, and you may hit yeah. you may hit this mark, but then you may push too hard past it because you're just so intense. And I like to say, you know, with the eight, um, I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm like, but you know, sometimes just like just like with javelin, I've had gorgeous throws, but then I get in in warm ups, and then you get into the meet and you tighten up and you throw terrible, right? And when you run and you run tight and, and sometimes it's technical and it could have been technical, you know, like she could have hit her perfect marks, but then she was rolling way too fast. That was such a fast track. You know, there's so many things that could happen. And what I told her, um, afterwards is I just said like, listen, like I want you to identify yourself as a seven meter jumper because you are, yeah. Because you're incredibly talented and you're amazing. And that's who you need to like resonate with. Don't resonate with the girl who fouls three times. Because if you do, you're going to continue word. to do that. Yes. Like, and the same thing with me is like, I want to resonate myself with the girl who 
does season bests over and over, personal bests over and over and over when it counts and not the girl who runs 222, right? And it's like, and I know me and I know that I can run faster, but I also know that I haven't been jumping well in high jump all year. And boom, when it came down to it, I was able to do it, right? And that's just the way the hep goes is I think a lot of times like we assume that it's so easy, but because we're watching people do it and it's like, oh, that'd be fun. I could do all of those things, but your body's exhausted. Talia was probably also focused on three hours of sleep. Yeah. And so yeah. in her brain, like you gotta, 100%. you gotta know, like it, and I, I always hate people who say, you know, like, oh, like that's just mental toughness. That's just not like, that's not disciplined. It's like, no, like she's so fast and it's a fast track. She wants it. She's hungry. She's going for it. And she has no sleep in her in her brain, you know? Something I think is interesting with the multis, more so than any event, there's so many storylines going. Just, you know, seven yeah. events across the board, so many athletes, two days. And hearing the story about USAs, from a fan's perspective, it can be really difficult to follow. Yeah. But then you see the live updates during the 800 and how much more exciting being able to tell that story. I guess for you, how do you describe like the HEP to those who maybe aren't super familiar coming from other sides of track and field and what else can be done to make it more presentable to a wider audience? Yeah. So I think that a lot of times people assume that heptathletes are the people who weren't good enough at one sport. So they had to kind of do all of them, but realistically the so heptathletes bad. are the people, I mean, let's talk about Anna. Like, <laughs> like I mean, come on. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is like, it's the, the heptathlon is for people who are just insanely well-rounded, you know? Yeah. And the thing that's super fun about it is you have to have, I mean, I've had nine and 10 hour practice days because you can't just show up for an hour and a half. Like, what are you going to be able to practice one event and then Guys go are home? there all day. Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta. Nine to five. All day. Yeah. yeah it's literally. a full time. It is a full time job, but it's so fun because there's a lot of variety and you, you, there's a lot of good stuff, but it's also just, it's tiring and, um, a lot of laundry. Yeah. So, so much laundry. <laughs> You're saying like I, before day two, you had to pack your bag and it's like, we all took duffel like, bags. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. To the track. there was, there was no backpack. Yeah, yeah. There was no backpack. It was a full duffel bag. I put actually, they have a, they had like little cubicles, uh, for us with mattresses, uh, because we had, we had to stay there all day. We couldn't like go back to the track. Oh. So like we, <laughs> yeah, so we got there, we got there uh, at eight, at 7.45 a.m. the first day, and we left at 10 p.m. And then uh, went home. Um, I got home at 10.30. I had to eat. I had to go home and shower. And then I had to take that huge duffel bag that had all my stuff. And I had to take, it's all chaotic, right? Because it, I've been using it in and out all day. So it's all just, you know, when you get home from a big trip. And yeah. you have to unpack that huge shuffle bag. The worst. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. Yeah. <laughs> like that's just, when, once you compared it to that, I'm like, that's actually. Yeah. Well, then now, impressive. but then now pack it again. Now you have to repack for the next day. Oh my gosh. But then now you also have to go to sleep because you got to get up at 5 a.m. Because you have a competition. You have to be there at 7.15 in the morning eat? how do you eat through all this that especially the late night finish early morning start the next day but like are you packing a pizza with you when yeah, you have so to track for 10 hours the great thing about worlds this year is um during our break they did serve us lunch 
So, okay. yes, nice. yes. So they had like buffet style. So really? they had pasta, rice, chicken, fish, like all of that kind Did of you stuff. Eat fish That's before beautiful. they ate? No, no, it's not right before. <laughs> so it's not like, so we, they feed us one meal. So okay. we get there and then we'll have like, you know, they have bars. We ha- we'll have bars. We have fruit. We have all those things that we snack on all the day. And then we'll have one big meal right before the break. And then they have showers for us. So we'll take a shower. And then I brought my comforter from the hotel <laughs> and my pillow oh my and goodness. put it on my mattress and then tried to take a, a nap. Like I actually, um, I put, you know, those like heatless curler yes, things. Yes. I literally put the heatless curler things, my hair up. <laughs> you, why don't you look pajamas, up? Why'd you ask Jasmine? Pajamas. <laughs> like put my pajamas on, put the heatless. And I was like walking around in like slippers and like, and like, and everybody's like, you look like you're going to like a slumber party. I was like, is this not a slumber party? I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is one that's like what we're doing party. here, right? Like we're all just like best friends at a slumber party. That's what it is. I love that. And especially cause you guys do spend all day together. You guys spend two yeah. days together. And I think one of the things that I love about watching the multis in general is seeing how you guys come together at the end where yeah. it's not just one person takes that victory lap. You all take that victory lap. So what did that mean to you that you were a part of taking in that big victory lap? Yeah, I mean, that's. I think that that's a pretty much a tradition for every heptathlon you do ever. And it's just one of those things where it's that celebration of like, we just went to war and we all survived. Like these are the people who survived the war. You know what I mean? Um, Cause we, it's like, we lost some soldiers along the way, but these are, these are the people, these are the people who made it kind of a thing. And so it's, it's, uh, it's so fun. And I think that we're all like, kind of just like pumped full of adrenaline and um, at Budapest, I mean. The crowd was wild absolutely for your insane. victory lap. Wow, it was crazy. The Yeah, like the thing is the crowd in Budapest is just unreal. And so we were all, and the lights are out because it's the evening session and you just like, you know the song like, hey now, hey yeah. now. Yeah. It's like, this is what dreams. <laughs> it's like, that's how you feel when you're in there. And I remember it's there totally was actually, tough. there was yeah. a girl from, um, from France who was really upset with like how she did. Like she was just so upset and she was crying. And I was like, hey, are these happy tears? And she was like, no. And I was like, okay, <laughs> listen. And she was young. She was super young. And I, I like, I put my hands on her shoulders and I was like, listen to me right now. And I was like, I want you to first close your eyes. She closed her eyes. I said, I just want you to listen. And I was like, everybody right now is cheering for you right now. And they are all, they all, if they could snap their fingers and trade places with you, they would right now. And I was like, and I was like, now I want you to look. I said, look where you are. And I was like, 18 of us or 24 of us, 24 of us. There were 18 that finished, but 24 of us got the opportunity to be here right now. And I was like, there's going to be so much time to be upset. Believe me, there's gonna be times to be upset about your performance, like, and things you wish you would have done differently and things that are good. But right now, don't give, don't throw this part away. Like we, let's do this lap and like, let's do it. And she was like, okay. And I held her hand and like, it was super cool. But like, sometimes you really just need like- Sorry to- for the people. Yeah, I love it. Like, like what? It's like, it's like they're calling the, the pre 800 speech, like the Hawkins address. Like, I literally, <laughs> I love it. History. I feel like we all need those type of people that we're surrounded by to be able to speak life into other athletes. Because a lot of the times you get here and your heart- And you get, you do get heartbroken because you might not hit the accomplishment and you have these big goals. And so to have another athlete be by your side and be like, Hey, I know that we're upset, but let's remember where we are. And we're such a small fraction of people that make it to this level and not everyone gets to experience that. So 
Shout out to you, Shari. I yeah. love that for you. Yeah, well, and I think that there, I mean, maybe there will be teams that she doesn't make in the future that will that will actually click because I think that there's just been so many times where I have been, I have been unable to take that lap. Yeah. You know, like I, I didn't get a chance, like, and I would have loved to take that lap even if I, oh man, I would love to have taken dead last at the Olympics, but I didn't make the team. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I would have loved to do that lap taken dead last and just the worst meet of my life. But like, I'm just sitting there at the Olympics. Like, ah, I would have loved to be able to do that, you know? So it's like when you're in that moment, like sometimes you got to throw away, like detach yourself for just a second from your performance and like really feel into who you are and where you are. And like that, sometimes you just got That's what you got to do. Yeah. Less than a year until you can hopefully feel that moment. Yeah. Yeah. We'll I know. see. We'll see. So uh, talking about that disappointment, you are an elite athlete, very public persona, popular on social media. How do you balance the persona that, you know, helping other people and, you know, being that motivator that you naturally are? And then also, I guess, keeping it reserved a little bit, keeping to yourself. You don't want to show the whole world everything or do you? I don't know. Like, how do you balance that as yeah. an athlete? Yeah, my coach always says, like, uh, you can have all the information. It's about applying it. So, like, even if I gave everybody the information, like, if they apply it or if they don't apply it, that's kind of, like, on them. And if they're willing to apply it, like, none of the stuff that I'm, like, really talking about, like, maybe I'm putting in a perspective that people might understand more. But realistically, I, I'd love to be able to share it so that people can have the opportunity to apply it. But, like, it's kind of like one of those things. You can lead them to the water, but you can't make them drink kind of a thing. So, like... It's okay if they have all the information, but it doesn't necessarily mean like it's kind of hard. It's hard to do what we do, right? Like when when we do it. So you can teach them to A skip. Yeah, exactly. Is the world the better A, at a and B skips right, than, you? than you. I mean, probably uh, to I be know. honest. <laughs> There's probably people way more qualified. Be like honestly, one of the things I think that you have done so beautifully, you and Tara Davis, you guys have marketed yourselves on social media and have learned to use that platform and amplify yourselves and sell yourselves not only just on the track but as athletes and as humans. What was that process like and how did you get into social media? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, I was just wondering like when was the sort of like the tipping point where it's like you're you're putting all this effort in and like, you know, accumulating followers and stuff, but then like now to see like how many you have, like there must have been like a point where it was like, Oh, now they're coming in masses and droves. Yeah, yeah. I think my I think my story is interesting but I, I mean maybe maybe boring but uh when I first went pro I just I moved to Santa Barbara and it was so expensive and I was work I had to work and I was kind of like I don't think I'm ever going to get a sponsor by just being a heptathlete like we're not really on tv that much we're not really that popular and I think I got to go the social media route and I had 700 followers they were all like my family like in France, you know what big, I mean? Like they were like the people from college and like my aunts, you know, I mean, that was like basically who followed me. But I was like, I think I need to, I need to kind of start working on social media. So that was back in 2015, way back in the day. And uh, way back, when, way back when, way back when, eight years ago, that's like a long time. And uh, I, I think honestly, it all started out of like hashtags. I would go to hashtags and like track and field hashtag. And I would just like start liking and commenting on people and really actually being social media of social media. Like being part of the social part of social media and connecting yeah. with people and being like, oh, really cool. Oh, we should race. Like all of those kinds of things and started doing it that way and finding people. 
Um, and then it actually really started progressing more than I thought it would because my coach wanted us to create a journal and I didn't want to write down. I just, so I did video journals for track. So I would post just my, um, my high jump, for, uh, my high jumps of the day. And then I would write down all of the notes to remember. And that's kind of how it started. Wow. And then all of a sudden, do you remember when videos used to just be likes yes. and then they turned to views? Yeah. yeah. And yep. then I remember when they turned to views, I didn't ever notice this, but because they never got liked, but they started getting views, they were getting kind of a lot of views. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God goodness, I don't have that many followers and like that they're, I'm getting, so I was like, okay, videos, videos, videos. And then, you know, um, I ended up making the Thorpe cup team in 2017. So I posted, you know, my OG like hands on the hips in my team USA <laughs> uniform and posted, it was like on my way to Germany and turned off my phone and went to Germany. And I think I had like 3000 followers at that time or something like that. And I got I landed on Germany and I had 10,000 followers. Oh my god. When goodness. I landed in Germany. <laughs> So, and I was like, what in the world? And by the time I left Germany, I think I, think I had I like- I remember that picture yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. OG, OG in the house. Yeah, so funny. And then ever since then, you know, I ended up moving to England and getting my master's degree in England and training over there. And so I got a really big British following just because I think people loved a USA girl and talking about their country. Like, and I'd be like, hey, why do you guys call it aluminum? That's really weird, it's <laughs> aluminum, you know, kind I of a thing. It aluminum for a little bit, yeah. Yeah, and then, it, and then it just kind of like, from then it just kind of like was one of those things where, um, but then, you know, I will be honest, like I have an incredible team behind me now that really helps me grow. Like I have an amazing photographer. I have an amazing like manager, like I have an amazing like just team behind me now that really helps me get like incredible content and being able to you know it we kind of changed I remember do you remember when it was like very like hashtag track girl yeah and it was like girls yep. like in like their in like their like they we were just like all like this you know Show the butt and, and the we butt. were just kind of like that was I felt like that was like kind of like where I was I felt like I was starting to head down when I was in England and I made this active choice I was like you know like this is just like not it for me like I this is I hate I hate this with all my heart and I was like I need to rebrand I need to like do something else and I tried to go just kind of the more inspiration thing and that didn't really do much for me and so then I kind of got into teaching um when reels came out and mm -hmm. that was kind of like my bread that and butter clicked. yeah yeah that definitely clicked for you and I my edu my master's is in education so it's just kind of right up my alley and I think that that was kind of what did it for me to be honest so you're in San Diego yeah and at the training center not too long ago maybe about a month or two ago, we had a group of girls come down to the training center and actually, like, not athletes at all, okay. came and did the decathlon. Why they chose to do the decathlon and not the HEP was absolutely insane. So they want to do it again. Would you be willing to come? Do a decathlon? You don't have to participate, but help teach them because <laughs> I couldn't teach these girls. And I was just like, oh, I can help you guys with long jump and sprints, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I could be any help, but like maybe, like I would come and I'd be like, I'd want, I'd want to do like a whole like psych eval on them and make sure they were okay. <laughs> they're not okay. These girls are not okay, but they're the most fun group of girls that I've. That's really met cool. In a long time. Yeah, that's super cool. And I think they found the new appreciation. Do you think more people should just kind of start doing it? Doing the decathlon? Yeah. Or the hell? No. Uh -huh. No, don't Just do it. In. Don't do it. <laughs> Just you're anti. It's horrible. Right, no. It's it's I miserable. Was of the decathlon <laughs> because Jordan Gray is really big on yeah. the woman doing 
the decathlon, sure, right? And bring sure. that in. What are your thoughts on the decathlon? <laughs> listen, really? listen, yeah. for I'm someone else. It looks for good someone on who's anti heptathlon. I don't know why. I, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> the thing is, is I actually talk to Jordan. Like she loves it. I, like I love talk. I love watching people be elite at like what they do and like following their own passions. Like it's the same thing that I think about with like hundred milers when they just love it and they're just like, oh my gosh, I did like. 30 Ironmans. I'm like, <laughs> goodness gracious. Tell me more. But like, no, I will not do it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Like, I got to tell you guys, I was done with the, and to be fair, we were, we were there all day. And so that could be one of the things, but I did four events in a day. And I could not feel my legs. I was seriously like so dead. I was, my legs were cramping up. Like how did, how do they do five in a day? And then they show up the next day and do five. I don't know. They get more sleep. Uh, and I don't want to know. Yeah, they get more they let sleep. Them sleep. I, wonder, I wonder what, <laughs> what the schedule, schedule I actually don't, I didn't even look at the schedule. I yeah. hope so because people are wild. <laughs> Char, is that it for the season? Or are we all done? Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. Okay. You didn't <laughs> want to go to Pan Am's? You didn't want to wait until you know, October? Do you know what, oh my gosh. You know what's crazy is like, uh, when we were going to Worlds, I was like, I was trying to do two things. The first thing is you want to stay in the present, right? And you want to be like, we're working now and we're ready and we're going. But then you're also like, oh my gosh, I'm going to eat this when I'm done. And I'm going to like do these fun things. And my family would be like, hey, like we're going to go to like a concert. Do you want to come? And I'm like, I, I can't go. Yeah. I have to train. I Swift? have to train and get 10 hours of sleep. Even if so. it's Taylor Swift. Oh my gosh. I, do you know what's crazy is Taylor Swift is playing in London in like three days after the Olympics is over. Oh. And, oh. and so it like, so we're, it, Olympics is in Paris, like go to London and like, um, yes. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, I think that that's like something that probably should happen. Your motivation yeah. to make it. It's like Olympics. one of those things I have to make the Olympics so I can go <laughs> so to the error store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the only right that's the actual motivation. <laughs> Screw the Olympics. <laughs> but <laughs> wait, can we not make that be the soundbite? Like, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like we shouldn't like take that out of context. Yeah. Like, let's no not, context. let's not, be like how does how do you feel like you guys be like how do you feel about the olympics screw the olympics, screw the olympics. <laughs> look at me in the eyes i'm only here for taylor swift yeah. <laughs> they'd be like hey shari's banned for the olympics <laughs> actually like the actual uh, olympics are like no she's banned i actually right. like that try yeah, hard to get yeah I, i'm trying for I, you you try for me i'm not gonna lie can i tell you guys this is actually probably like this was the wrong decision like don't do this but i was so worried going into the Olympics, uh, like going into the Olympic trials. And you know, when you get so scared, like I'm not gonna make it, like I'm not gonna make it. And I was like thinking, you know, it's when they say like with like law of attraction, like you attract what you desire. So I like you track what you're feeling. And I'm like, oh, I really, cause I was feeling horrible. So I was like, I really don't want to go to the Olympics. <laughs> I was trying to reverse psychology of the universe. Like truly, I was trying to reverse psychology of the universe. Didn't work. Don't do that. If I get invited, we'll see. We'll see what I have that week. That, but when I tell you guys, like, I'm not like, I wasn't doing it sarcastically. Like that was dead serious. <laughs> Me being like, yep, don't want to go. 
don't want to go. Don't like the that sounds horrible to me. Team. Everybody there is gonna get COVID. Like, and so it would just be horrible if I went, and I'd probably die if I went there. Like that was that was me being like de- in like med- like with meditation music playing, like me like really just sending it into the universe, being like, yeah, yeah, no, I don't yeah, want to go. The universe oh. was like, okay. And then oh oh, and then I didn't go. So, so I don't think reverse psychology. I don't think the universe does reverse psychology. I should write a book about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Oh yeah, that's God. good. Well, sorry, this, was, this was really fun. Um, I hope you enjoy the rest of your time in Budapest. Yeah. Maybe go over to the bath. I have something. a question for you guys. Who, oh. are exci- who are you excited to see? Like, what, what are you excited to see now? Yeah, now that time. now that I'm yeah. done competing, right. now that you're done, now yeah. the interview has flipped. <laughs> um, well, tonight we have the women's 1500. Oh my gosh, on the track, that's a treat. Yeah, I mean, I'm still riding the high from last night. Shakira Richardson winning. That was that not the cutest thing? That was so <laughs> yeah. Like was I, so I was like, I want to bottle up like her, like looking up like this, and I want to just like bottle it up and sell it. Like that was the cutest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. It was so cute because it seemed like she was in such disbelief. Like you could tell it hadn't truly hit her yet. Oh, she realized what she did, but. I think today, after waking up, she's truly gonna be like, "Dang, I really did that." That's so great. So now that I is want to true. See her do it in the two hundred. Yeah, as well. yes, <laughs> that's gonna that's be. Fun. I got the chills. Too, I got the chills. Yeah, I'm really excited to watch both the men and women's two hundred. Mm-hmm. But for today, I'm excited to watch the women's discus because yeah. our girl Val Allman. Oh yeah. <gasps> come out with a gold, hopefully. Yeah. My gosh. So many gold medals for Team USA. We're off to a good (laughs) first (laughs) great start. It is, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, super fun. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, of course. Really fun. Thanks, Shari. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. This was fun.